went into a cougar on a hike this weekend, she said she blasted Metallica to successfully scare the animal away. That's weird because playing Metallica on a hike is usually how I attract cougars. <laughs> huh. It's a cougar joke. It seemed like it was going to be an okay joke, but then it wasn't. So, um, I'm going to do an Uber Eats for donuts. Um, no! No! No freaking donuts in here! How about if they're out there? All right. <laughs> but you're not allowed to talk about them. Well, I turned that quickly. Yeah, not much of a hardliner there, was Well, he? no, I just don't, I don't want to be smelling them. I I'm, understand. I'm doing so great. I'm down about eight pounds. I understand. I would hate I it. I look good. I'm taking off my shirt. I'm going to get I a would... mouthful of donuts out there. I'm going to come in here, and I'm going to breathe with my mouth open. Yeah, well, you're going to get punched. <laughs> I would... I would have hated it if I was uh, being disciplined and somebody brought donuts in here. Yeah. But my uh, my life is back to complete chaos and just the idea of uh, any uh, any leftover willpower for anything else is just oh, out the window. You. I so hear you. I'm going to Uber Eats Donuts. From uh, has that ever been done? I don't know. I'm going to find out here in a little bit. You I had to, or at least you know a dozen, right? I had to. Uh, I'll probably get. I don't know. Get fifty. <laughs> I'm going to get a lot. I should drop. I should get a hundred dollars worth of donuts. How many is that? <laughs> I don't know. It's a lifetime supply. <laughs> it's a lot. Depends um, if you go with your kind of stripped down, basic, uh, get you back and forth donut, <laughs> or your fancy donuts. My plan is with to extra eat, features. My plan is to eat until I'm sick, which is hmm. which is interesting. On the 13 year anniversary of me quitting drinking, I'm going to eat donuts until I'm sick. <laughs> I think maybe uh, Marshall, who you're continually calling a compulsive gambler, might have an opinion to right. share. Uh, so new poll out. We're going to talk the tr- about what's what's wrong with young men in America because there there are problems. There's there's problem with young people, uh, anxiety, depression, suicide, all kinds of stuff. But the, the male thing is uh, we're going to take a particular look at that. Yeah, uh, for you on the way in a little bit. Uh, new poll out. There's some arguing going on apparently in the Democratic Party whether or not that it's fair that they're constricting. Uh, the 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 size of the the pool of people running for president with their rules for the next round of debates is it fair? You have to have at least two percent in the national polls, and a bunch of people uh, are not going to make it. Oh my gosh, that reminds and they think me. It's, they think that's a ba- some people think that's terrible. No, we need to be expanding the number of voices we have, not contracting. Right, right, right. On that theme, You're Sean, crazy. That, that link I emailed to you. Get grab that and just somebody have that ready to play. We've got to play that. Not now, but you have it right. Okay. So uh, de Blasio, mayor of New York, is uh, technically at 0% in the latest national poll. He's technically a DB. And 0% will not get you into the next debate. (laughs) Well, there would be 8 billion people in the debate if 0% got in. That's a pretty good point. Uh, Candidates have until August 28th to both receive contributions from at least 130,000 unique donors and crack 2% and at least four major polls. Mm. And uh, and that that's going to weed some people out. The stricter requirements will separate the contenders from the pretenders. Um, and they're trying to get down. They think they're going to get down somewhere around 10. This is a Quinnipiac poll, which is a, a well-respected poll. Former Vice President Joe Biden still, the, this is, you know, recently taken. So you got all the debates factored in. Joe Biden's still a front runner at 32%. Then you go down to Elizabeth Warren at 21 and Bernie at 14 is that number updated, Hanson, on the, the schedule up there? 454 days till the election? Yeah. Yikes. Not We're, till the primary. Well, certainly not until or the they, caucuses. Yeah, the caucuses are uh, are in uh, late January. The caucuses are in Russia. Which is still, you know, what, six months away, practically. That was worthy of the Marx Brothers right there. <laughs> but 
the fact that Joe Biden still is doubled up practically on uh, the rest of the field. Now, that whole Elizabeth Warren uh, Bernie thing is interesting to me because they're the same candidate. Mm, so yeah, if, might as well be. So yeah. if, if Bernie would get out and recognize, you know, I've, I need to pass the torch. People have adopted my ideas. I won. I won. I'm out. Supporters go to Elizabeth Warren. Shh, they, they would be able to compete with Joe Biden. It's, They're the Jeb and John Kasich of the Democratic side. Then you drop down to Kamala Harris at 7%, still going backwards. Yeah, uh, man, I probably should sell my stock in her at predicted. I'll, I'll give you an even better reason for that in a second. Oh, she's and plunging. I'm taking a bath. Boot, oh, no. Boot, boot edge, edge, they edge, tell me. Edge, they say. Is it five? Cory Booker and Beto are both at right at 2%. So they're on the cusp of getting out. Everybody else is below 2% in this poll. So they could be going bye-bye. So we really could be constricting. One of the interesting numbers to me, though, is the whole uh, black vote where that is. Since they've been paying attention to this sort of thing in 92, nobody has gotten the nomination without winning the black vote in the Democratic Party. Mm. Biden still has half of the black vote. Half. Does somebody else have half? No, it drops way down. 16% for Sanders, 8% for Warren. And listen to this. This is why Kamala Harris has zero chance. Yeah. Kamala Harris is kind of at least partially running on the whole I'm black thing. Right. As she attacked Biden and busing and all that sort of stuff. She gets 1% of the black vote. Wow, how interesting. Biden gets half. She gets 1%. I'm looking at predictit.org, which I've got some money invested in. You're predicting the, the, the fates of politicians and issues and that sort of thing. It's kind of fun. It's uh, testing my predictive powers, and <clears throat> thus far they are not impressing even me. But uh, Kamala is down $0.07 cents today, which is almost, it's 30%. Her stock, you buy stock in these candidates How it and it rises as well. She gets 1% of the black vote. Yeah. That's amazing. I, I, I'm I, not black. Black people tell me, is she um is she seen as a phony or what, uh, what's, what's her problem? Kamala is a cop. That, there's oh. a big Kamala is a cop. Gotcha. Anti-Kamala narrative. Right, gotcha. Good yeah. Good gotcha. Call. Okay. Her her whole uh, arresting people for smoking marijuana and then chuckling about it when she's asked about it on a podcast. That oh, yeah, is a I've, terrible I've taken, look. I've taken weed or I've done weed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> when I was listening to rap music, you know, you jailed people for this. Right. Like that, that's that pretty narrative good. is is that's where a lot good. of that comes from. Yeah, one percent. She's got no chance because you can't win the nomination without sell. Um, uh, another number I want to hit you with, Quinnipiac broke this down, and I thought it was interesting. They broke down the, the liberal crowd versus the moderate conservative Dems. It's almost exactly a 50-50 split. You got your moderate conservatives versus your liberal and progressive. Biden has got all the moderate conservative crowd. So okay. he's got half of that. Interesting. And then the other half is basically split between Elizabeth Warren and, and Bernie. So that's how it breaks down. It's, it's a pretty, pretty even divide. Uh, is Cory Booker the Joe Biden of the 21st century? Joe Biden, who famously seemed like a great candidate and ran a couple of times back in the 80s and 90s, was it? Um, and got like 1%, 2%. Uh, Cory Booker's stock is worth less than half of Andrew Yang's. So, goodbye. Mm, I'm uncomfortable with white people explaining to me, or me explaining why black people feel a certain way, but why is Cory Booker not even show up among black voters? Is he seen as a phony, or I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't dare uh, make a pronouncement. I haven't seen a similar thing like with like Kamala. There's things that I see like the Kamala is a cop kind of narrative. Mm-hmm. I've seen that all over the place. I haven't seen any sort of unifying thing of why that would explain uh, Cory Booker's numbers in that. Uh, right. 
you know, among among middle class people, I, gosh, you got to be so careful these days, and it wears me out. But I mean, I don't spend a lot of time with the angry young activist urban black crowd. You don't. No, I will tell you this, though, among most reasonable people, you look at Cory Booker and you see a big phony. He's just phony. His words just clank. They don't ring true. I don't care what what uh, you know his racial background is or, or, or whatever. So, He's just one of those guys you listen to and think, Ugh. and Biden was Barack's vice president. And that's enough. And he comes off as a sincere elderly person. Yeah, I think that's pretty well said. <laughs> Joe Biden. He is is definitely elderly. Yeah. Speaking of the years going by, we got this email from, uh, let's see. Well, I'm going to use the name, Elise. Frequent, frequent correspondent. Uh, Guys, what is the appropriate punishment for a spouse who forgets the birthday of his bride of 20 years? Three years in a row. Especially when this one is a big one ending in zero. Ooh. Not asking for a friend. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. Ooh. How's the relationship? I mean, is it a... Eh, well, they could be really do, good. Do you except have to for ask? Well, I don't know. Some do people you? Are, some people are like, <laughs> got, you know, holes in their... This is the way their awareness. brain works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's, that's something. I mean, is that on purpose or is that... A... No. Oh, no. No, if you're going to do that, you just say, I want to get divorced. I know. I'll show her. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, three years in a row? The, mm, wow, that's... Mm, mm. What, do I, you do, what do you do for his birthday? Do I know uh, that's a woman or did I assume it's, it's a woman? Oh, yeah, yeah. Elise. Um, oh. Yeah, I'm an absent-minded person. I can think about my wife's birthday for 17 straight days yeah, then completely that. forget it on that day. I've done that. Um, that's just my brain just doesn't work like if that. If you ask me, and the I will date, love her n- no less on that day than I did the previous day. I'm just a dope. Yeah, you you could ask me what my wife's birthday is. I can tell you immediately. October first. I mean, sure. and, uh, without a doubt, I don't have to think about it. For oh, a, that's because it's easy. It's the first. I don't have to think about it for nineteen. I don't have to think about it for a millisecond. <laughs> right. But it has snuck up on me before. I think, oh yeah. crap! Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so what is the appropriate Boy, punishment? Inc- including the big one that ends with a zero. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I assume would... she's 100. <laughs> well, her employer is very open-minded if she is, because I know what she does for a living. Um, uh, uh, I would say the punishment is, uh, what do they call it, restitution? It's not like, you know, a, a, a caning, although that's up to you. Um but restitution, he needs to make a gesture of affection, of of love, of dedication to you that is grand, a grand gesture. Now, I don't know if that's, you know, buying you something incredibly expensive that depends on your finances and how y'all work that stuff out. Maybe hiring the three tenors to come and sing oh, to geez. you. Something I would I'm, rather you missed my birthday than have people sing opera in my no house. No discussion about maybe her expectations are out of whack, huh? Maybe make counterpoint. Birthdays oh, are stupid. Oh, boy. They're for says, children. Says the relationship expert, positive Sean. <laughs> and the expectations say that's a good argument, though. But, I mean, uh, what to, you know, <laughs> how I, I about mean, you say, hey, happy birthday, honey? 
That'd How be a good that? idea. But I have known plenty of people. Has it always? No, Marshall did this too. I've known women and men who did the whole birthday week thing. And man, it's a whole week for Marshall straight to a month in an effort to you know make that a thing, as the kids say. Uh, I, I would say this, Elise. I would think in terms of restitution, and uh, I, and I would not be restrained. I would act like a personal injury a jury. It's important that he understands Monsanto for five billion (laughs) dollars, that there is some sort of path to redemption. Right. Yes. That right. Encourage him as opposed to putting him in sort of, I don't know, sexual prison for five years. (laughs) Oof. Oof. Again, restitution. I'm just trying to bring justice. Sexual prison. I'm just with me. It's about justice. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So at some point in the show, we're going to talk about uh, what's making young men crazy in America and uh, a crisis that we've got going on, a national health crisis all across this country at so many different levels. Oh, and we really, really need to get to the... um the, the Ted Cruz Senate hearing that got zero attention, practically none in the news. Uh, well, it wasn't a Ted Cruz hearing. He was on the panel where he was talking to this uh, professor of avowedly uh, Democrat politics, talking about how uh, the, the big search engines and social media companies can manipulate information for political purposes. And this guy believes that in the 2020 election, Google could, without even breaking a sweat, alter 12 million votes. I think it was 12. It was 10, 12 million. Um, it's, it's, you know, no matter how you swing politically speaking, because I'm not as, as fired up as some of y'all, but, um, I mean, I have my beliefs and I want to push them and I want, you know, my people to get in office, but, um, I'm more interested than angry. But anyway, no matter your politics, I think you should be curious about how the super powerful, Maybe they don't hold office, but they're super powerful how they're wielding their power. So stay tuned for that. Got one text from a, well, we got more than one, but we got this text from a black guy. It starts with, I'm a black man. I grew up uh, in the hood on the south side of Chicago. Cory Booker is a phony. He pretends that he's from the hood and that he can relate to us, but he can't. He just can't. And if you know anything about Cory Booker's background, he grew up in a uh, an upper class, all white neighborhood with zero crime, with executives in big corporations' parents, which is not a crime or anything Oh, like no, that. that doesn't make him a bad guy. But then the, the constant, you, you see, I've seen montages of his speeches. He does a lot of, he, inf, he implies that he grew up the way this guy says he grew up in the text uh, all the time, which has got to be annoying. Anyway, that explains why Cory Booker's not getting a doing well at the black vote. I'd love to talk. Uh, I'd love to talk to that guy at some point because I I have a feeling, sir, I walked through your neighborhood and was scared as hell um, in my youth. Back when you were growing up there, I was walking through your neighborhood to get to various events. Anyway, uh, let's see what. Oh, that, that's that little time, huh? Now we got the really intriguing note from Al Anonymous, um, who is a uh, a loyal fan of the show. He's a black man and. And he's got a gripe or two. We don't. I don't want to rush through it though, because you know, it's 
you know, he's respectful enough to say, here's what I have a problem with, so I want to be respectful enough to discuss it intelligently. Um, let's see, what do we have time for? We got some, uh, oh man, got to get to all the emails about, um, young, uh, disenfranchised, or, or I prefer, prefer disconnected, disaffected young men. Um, in a brilliant way, a teacher who's a fan of the show deals with them. Um, how about this? How long is that tape, uh, Sean? Uh, it's about 30 seconds. Okay. Ah, boy. Yeah, let's play it. These are people who are protesting outside Mitch McConnell's house because they're mad at him for blocking gun legislation. We're at McConnell's house. This think he's about to get some rest. Not if the kill the children that you're kidnapping can't get any rest. Not if families who are getting murdered can't get any rest. Mitch! He's in there nursing his little broken arm. He should have broke his little raggedy, wrinkled-ass neck. Just stab the mother in the heart. All right, just stab the mother in the heart. This is uh, the people who are saying there's too much angry rhetoric on the right. Everybody ought to calm the hell down. Are they saying they want to murder the turtle, or are they calling him a murder turtle? I When I first heard it, I thought it was a, a murder the turtle sort of thing, but I, I like the they're calling him a murder turtle Either explanation. Either way, that's, that's not okay, and that should, no. should get more attention. Oh, that it won't get any. That is not okay. Nope. This is not a good place for us to be. Well, they're on the right side, so they can say that stuff. It's okay. Marshall's News next. Yeah, that chanting outside Mitch McConnell's house, wanting to stab and kill an old man, uh, how does that not get more media attention? Because it's lefties. Honestly, there's no taste for that. Or because it's an old white guy who plenty of the media would say, hey, kind of has it coming. Not death, but certainly that's right. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why, you know, we got it. We got to all agree. Conservative bent are so frustrated with the media. Man, it ain't going to end well. Uh oh. It ain't. Well, it already is not ending well, but it's going to get even worse. Anyway, um, I just ordered $60 worth of donuts to have (laughs) delivered. Uh, Uber Eats wasn't available for some reason, and then neither was DoorDash, so I used some other company. I won't name its name, but for all I know, I just sent my credit card information to some Russian, and he's going to say, <laughs> Thank you very much, yeah, sir. Yes. I'll uh, never see even one donut. <laughs> we will use uh, most usefully. Thank you. You know, I've been grazing. Some Nigerian is heading for the mall. <laughs> right. I've been grazing on the food people provide around here for many, many years and never provide it anyway. So. Yeah, what's the matter with you? Come on. So, anyway. I'm going to eat so many donuts, I'm sick. That's my plan. Yes. Here's your news. Yes. <laughs> Joe's implication is that's a good idea. Yeah. Well, you have a plan. <laughs> right. It's important. <laughs> Here's your news with Marsha Phillips. A former FBI counterintelligence agent, Peter Strzok, is suing the agency for his firing last August over texts he sent that were critical of Donald Trump. Strzok charging the FBI gave in to, quote, unrelenting pressure from Trump when it fired him and he contends that he was unfairly punished for expressing his political opinions and that the Justice Department violated his privacy when it shared hundreds of his texts with reporters. Strzok helped lead the FBI investigation into Hillary Clinton's use of a private email server and ties between the Trump campaign and Russia. He was removed from special counsel Mueller's Russia probe after the text 
he exchanged became public. I spaced out thinking about all my donuts. Um, is he <laughs> is he hoping for money or to get his job back or what is is what is his goal here? Well, Mister Simpson, my belief is that <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, he he got fired. He lost his pension, I think, or or a chunk of it. And so, yeah, yeah, he's looking for some money back. Okay. I wish we could be assured a fair-minded judge would be looking at this case or a panel of judges. I mean, because you can find some dip-ass judge somewhere in America who will rule anything. I mean, ridiculously dumb rulings. It happens all the time. Right. Um, But while I believe this guy was biased, there's no way he kept that out of his work. He... What that insurance policy was, I do not know, and and there there civil rights trampled on the rest of it. There was also kind of a, uh, a firestorm at the time, yeah. so we'll see how this comes out. It'd be interesting to see how because okay, yeah. so he wants his pension back. I can yeah. understand why he'd fight for that. The, the downside is it's re reminding all the people what he did and all the texts and his opinion and all right. that sort of stuff. And there's certainly a pretty big chunk of the country that thinks he's a, a bad guy. Yeah. A woman yeah, well, he was having the affair with Lisa Page. Yeah. But if you'd been counting up. on free health care and a pension for the to, to, to set you up for the rest of your life and it was taken away, that would be rough. Got a Texas Democrat under fire after posting a list of Trump donors in his district. No kidding. I'm glad you got to this story. Congressman Joaquin Castro tweeted the names... Twin brother of Julian Castro. Julian, yes. He tweeted the names and the employers of 44 San Antonio residents who donated the federal maximum to President Trump's re-election campaign. Castro explaining why. All of us go to the the restaurants these people own, the businesses that they own. We patronize these places, and they're giving this money, their money to this guy who's taking their money and using it to buy Facebook ads, talking about how Hispanics are invading this country. So this is where we are now, ladies and gentlemen. Another, you're standing outside Mitch McConnell's house saying, kill the MFR, is, uh, is where we are now. Spitting at people at restaurants if you don't like their politics or refusing to serve them food. And now outing if you donate to a campaign that one side doesn't like, then don't, you know, don't go to their businesses, don't buy at their hardware store, Punch whatever. Punch them in the face, it'll get that, to that, that's, guaranteed. That's where we are. This is just fantastic. Right, exactly. If somebody practices their politics quietly, then tries to serve all their customers or just live in peace with their neighbors, that can't happen anymore. You must choose sides now, according to Congressman Castro. That's disgusting. You're a disgusting punk. After much anticipation, Apple is finally releasing its new credit card to the public. A limited number of iPhone users who requested a notification about Apple Card got their invites yesterday to apply. The company is going to be expanding the side, uh, sign-ups more broadly in the coming weeks. Now, privacy, it turns out, was one of the major selling points in Apple's presentation. The titanium Apple card notably will not include a card number, a choice aimed at curbing would-be criminals looking to steal credit card numbers to make unauthorized purchases. And additionally, Apple said that Goldman Sachs has agreed never to sell cardholders data to third parties or use it for advertising but what apple didn't say is that goldman sachs is keeping goldman sachs rather is keeping that data for its own uses some predicting that apple and goldman would use the data they collect to make personalized loan and other financial product offers to cardholders and already that prediction has essentially come true because the financial management features basically allow people to customize their balance repayment loans or terms, and Apple and Goldman may 
offer you loans to cover major, major purchases. Oh, and they'll they'll see what your balance is yeah. and have a good idea of your finances yeah. and know who to target. Yeah. It's clever. I'll yeah. give them that. Yeah. So, so much for the privacy uh, guarantees on that one. Well, that's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Well, you're getting privacy of one kind. You're just not getting the uh, complete privacy. Right. right. I, I don't. The, the companies that I'm actively engaged in business with, I don't necessarily have a problem with them. Specifically, uh, like a credit card, tracking my spending habits and saying, hey, you go to these places, maybe you'd like this promotional 10% right. off the next time right. you go there sort of thing. Yeah, as long as they don't b- blanket you with that stuff. Right. But the and, but that's a different thing than taking my data and selling it to outside sure. parties for advertising purposes. And, and that's the one that ruffles my feathers oh. quite a bit more. Oh, yeah. right. 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 And Goldman Sachs would never do anything immoral. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of tech companies. Yes. Uh, Ted Cruz talking to, was it a Google exec? It was a professor, professor. who studies this stuff. Right, yeah. who studies the, the the tech companies. Why didn't this get more attention? This was actually several weeks ago. Guarantee you haven't heard it. Same answer. And we got that coming up next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. Stuff I loved as a youngster and love today. The crashing of drums, the twanging of guitars, the howling of some dude, the covering of Supreme's songs. Hey, so listen, uh, Ted Cruz was on the... uh, was on a panel in the Senate. Technology, I'm not even sure what panel it was, but he was uh, talking to a professor... um, and uh, who studies uh, tech and searches and and how it influences opinion and votes. And it's interesting, Ted has adopted or has moved back into a much more reasonable, curious, likable guy thing. He he went with, like, bomb-chucking and obnoxious for a while. Well, he was running for president. Yeah. Or, 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 I think he, that's off the table now. I wonder that. if the Bateau thing humbled him a little bit, too. Well, you're a senator, you win, you got six years, you don't have to... You don't have to be in the bomb-chucking game. Yeah, yeah. Donald but, uh, Trump may be a rat, but I have no desire to copulate with him. Uh, good, good times and a brilliant line. Uh, but anyway, here he is. Uh, awesome. Do we have the name of this professor? I, I left the, the, the fact sheet I had in, in the office like an idiot, but we'll, we'll get it for you. Um, but let's listen in for a minute. Same approach at Google. Um, Dr. Epstein, I, I found your testimony incredibly powerful and incredibly concerning. And, and if anyone draws news out of this hearing, I would encourage you to review very carefully Dr. Epstein's testimony. And I'd like to take a moment to make clear several things. First of all, as I understand your background, uh, you're not a Republican, and, and, and nor are you a conservative. Is that accurate? <clears throat> that would be an understatement. Um, and, in, and indeed, you're the former editor-in-chief of Psychology Today. Correct. So you're a respected academic. You testified before this committee that Google's manipulation of votes gave at least 2.6 million additional votes to Hillary Clinton in the year 2016. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay, we got to stop and, it there. And, okay, let, let that sink in, everybody. 
Yeah. Do you realize what you just heard? What does he mean by manipulation what of was votes? that number? Well, he, we're he'll, he'll we're going to hear that. more, but would you hear that number? Yeah. 2.6 million. Wow. Okay. That's correct. And, and I want to make sure I understand. You personally supported and voted for Hillary Clinton. I was a very strong public supporter of Hillary Clinton, yes. So you're not dis- dismayed that people voted for her, but your testimony is that Google is, through bias in search results, manipulating voters in a way they're not aware of. On a massive scale, and what I'm saying is that I believe in democracy, I believe in the free and fair election, uh, more than I have any kind of allegiance to a candidate or a party. And and looking forward, if I understood your testimony correctly, you said in subsequent elections, Google and Facebook and Twitter and big text manipulation could manipulate as many as 15 million votes in a subsequent election? In 2020... If all these companies are supporting the same candidate, there are 15 million votes on the line that can be shifted without people's knowledge and without leaving a paper trail for authorities to trace. Okay, hold on right there. So this guy, one thing I really liked about this guy when I watched it was he clearly is playing the long game for democracy. Because even if you're thinking, I don't care, Google's on my side, it's not always going to be that way, that that whatever tech company can manipulate votes is going to be on your side. Right. And it could work against you as easily as it could work for you. It's the same with the Russian interference thing. It's It's not always going to help your side. As we said many times during the Obama administration, be careful giving the president kingly powers because you might not like the next guy. And we'll say it to Republicans right now. Uh, Robert Epstein is, um, I'll get his, his, where he works and the rest of it, but uh, that's his name. Anyway, rolling along. For authorities to trace. Now, now you described the go vote reminder and you said it wasn't a public service announcement, but rather manipulation. Can you explain how? I'm not sure everyone followed the details of that. Well, sure. Um, If on election day in 2016, If Mark Zuckerberg, for example, had chosen to send out a go vote reminder, say just to Democrats, and no one would have known if he had done this, that would have given that day an additional at least 450,000 votes to Democrats. And we know this without doubt because of Facebook's own published data, because they did an experiment that they didn't tell anyone about, during the 2010 election, they published it in 2012. It had 60 million Facebook users involved. They sent out a go vote reminder, and they got something like 360,000 more people to get off their sofas and go vote who otherwise would have stayed home. The point is, I don't think that Mr. Zuckerberg sent out that reminder uh, in 2016. I think he was overconfident. I think Google, Google was overconfident. That all these companies were. Uh, I don't think he sent that out. Without monitoring systems in place, we'll never know what these companies are doing. But the point is, in 2018, I'm sure they were more aggressive. We have lots of data to support that. And in 2020, you can bet that all of these companies are going to go all out. And the methods that they're using are invisible. They're subliminal. They're more powerful than most any effects I've ever seen in the behavioral sciences, and I've been in the behavioral sciences for almost 40 years. You know, our Democratic colleagues on this committee often talk about what they view as the pernicious effect of big money and big corporate dollars. Uh, 
what you are testifying to is that a handful of Silicon Valley billionaires and giant corporations are able to spend millions of dollars, if not billions of dollars collectively, massively influencing the results of elections. And there's no accountability. You said, we don't know. We have no way of knowing if Google or Facebook or Twitter sends it sends its Democrats or Republicans or how they bias it because it's a black box with, 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 with no transparency or accountability whatsoever. I mean, am I understanding you correctly? Senator, with respect, I must correct you. Please. If Mark Zuckerberg chooses to send out a go vote reminder just to Democrats on Election Day, that doesn't cost him a dime. Can you pause that, Sean? Um, so, listen, I uh, I hear some of you thinking, I'm thinking like uh, like crazy about the, that testimony by Robert Epstein. He's a Ph.D. with the American Institute for Behavioral Research and Technology. He went to Harvard, the rest of it. He's well-respected. He's a frequent commentator on uh, NPR and all sorts of uh, liberal networks. Uh, but my mind is a-whirling. First of all, that is enormous power in a few hands. You could make the argument... Few is in, like... Two people. Oh, yeah. I mean, certainly you could uh, put them all uh, in a minivan and, and take them to Cupertino. Um, on the other hand, if all they're doing is as they're private citizens, they're not government officials. They're using their company to say, hey, go vote today. Don't forget today's election day and only targeting Democrats. I don't, there's nothing illegal about that. Is there anything immoral about that? I, I, I absolutely think people ought to know what they're dealing with and what these companies are. Um, I think no and no there. Illegal and immoral. No and no. Yeah, but shocking and amazing. And how comfortable are you with that sort of power resting in a, a very few people's hands? Um, the go vote thing, I can understand. Without anybody having any idea that they're doing it or have any record of it having been done. All right. The the If you're skeptical as to whether the go vote would work as well as this guy says or Facebook agrees, gets back to the conversation we were having earlier about how you can absolutely know it's your wife's birthday and then space it off on that day. This is for those people. Facebook saying, hey, it's election day. Oh, yeah, right. Well, and which one of us, man, woman, young, old, black, white, other... Um, hasn't had a friend or spouse say, oh, come on. And you say, all right. Sometimes, hey, let's go vote. Remember to vote. It's important. Go vote today. It only take a couple Boy, minutes. So it's enough to get a lot of people off the couch. And this guy's one of the foremost researchers in the field in the world. And a Hillary supporter and a, and a lefty and right. uh, and all that. But he he's worried about it for the for the long haul because, yeah, he, the, the the other side will... will uh, We'll eventually get it too. Sure, if um, you can slog your way through Ayn Rand, you can easily picture some, you know, big evil person of 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 some political bent you hate getting control of these corporations and 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 doing something you would hate with them. Boy, that's really interesting. So he thinks he does. There's no way to know if they did it or not in 2016, but he doesn't think they did only because everybody knew Hillary was going to win so easily. There was right. no there was no point in worrying about it. But that's that's those days are gone. Nobody will ever feel that way again. Right. No matter imagine, who's no matter who's ahead by how much targeting a, a certain number of districts in a certain number of swing states. The, the effect that could have because remember you don't have to paint the entire country. You just sure. have to flip districts. Yeah, you'd be no need to. Although it costs him nothing and takes very little, just a couple of keystrokes. Yeah. But he doesn't need to hit um, New York and California with get out and vote. 
they're going to go out and vote and the Democrats going to win. Right. But yeah. you deal with Ohio and Pennsylvania and Michigan and Wisconsin and those places, Florida. You know, feel free to text. Here's the text number. You should have it in your phone in case someday you want to. 415-295-KFTC. No, we don't have one of those fancy five-digit ones for some reason. Again, because we're stupid. 415-295-KFTC or email mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Um, Unplug if, the internet. That's my uh, that's my cause. If you are against huge corporate dollars in politics, how can you be in favor of wielding this sort of corporate power in politics? Oh, absolutely. Because hey, I, the, the, like the Koch brothers, ooh, scary, the right. Koch brothers. Bernie or Elizabeth Warren, any of the people that are on the debate stage regularly, Citizens United has ruined, okay, right. maybe you're right, maybe you're wrong. How about this thing? How about this I thing? Mean, ah, Warren is, ah. Let me finish my point, please. Okay. The Koch brothers use money to achieve precisely what Mark Zuckerberg can do for free. And you don't mind the money. Surely you don't mind radio stations getting ad revenue. Um, you mind the effect they're having. So you have to hate this if you're a lefty who's been screaming about money in politics. Well, and the computer thing would be way more effective. Oh, with the Koch brothers. And again, you can't please. target people with the money the same way. No, it's wildly inefficient compared to what Google can do with manipulated search results and Facebook and the rest of them. Amazon probably delivering uh, uh, cuddly Bernie dolls you didn't pay for to try to influence you. They could get in on it. Too. That's some interesting stuff, and it happened weeks ago, and you didn't hear that, did you? Nope. Thanks, media. Didn't make the news.